Hi, I'm Nora, and I love church. My Christian friends and family are like, wow, like I didn't know a lot of this information. And so I'm glad that you're getting into this because you're teaching me stuff I had no, no knowledge of. But then there are people who are, you know, deeply, deeply embedded into these um, Afrocentric anti-Christian religions. And they're just like, I, I don't care what you have to say. I don't like it. I don't want it to be true. Actually, just last week, I got into a pretty heated discussion on apologetics with my hairdresser who um, she was telling me that she doesn't believe in a God, she believes in the universe. So I was like, so what do you mean by you believe in the universe? Like, did the universe create itself? Is there, well, you can call it God, but I don't wanna call it God. I'm like, well, you know, Jesus is a real person. Jesus was not a real person, but but there's evidence. Well, they changed history. It, it just, mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult talking to some people who have heard lies for so long and who are so hardened towards the gospels, like just getting them to just think about things logically. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Defund the church, rebuild the kingdom, ain't no doubt Time to wake up because the church walls Shouldn't be there to keep people out, yeah Let's come together, ready for change, now is the time We are one unit that is under God Let's put an end to the racial divide uh, I gotta scream it out louder Let's rebuild the kingdom from the ground up Bringing unity in the community And keep the Holy Spirit all around us, yeah, yeah. Defund the church, let's go Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Defund the Church I'm Frank here with Pastor Justin, and we're so excited you could join us. Before we get started, we want to make sure you subscribe to the uh, podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other major podcast platforms. And if and if you're watching this on YouTube or on video, you'll notice that there's a special guest with us today. We have Mrs. Ty. She's a YouTuber who's an urban apologetic, a per, a urban apologetics expert. I can't even say it right. Just listen to me. <laughs> but she's got a lot of wisdom and in, in, in an area that's very important, especially when, when what's going on today, you know, apologetics is so important. And so before we get started, you know, asking a bunch of questions, just let our listeners know and let your listeners know who are watching on your YouTube channel, let them know about you and why you're into apologetics and, and, and that, yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, my name, like you said, is Miss Titus too. I've been doing urban apologetics on YouTube for about a year now. I'm no expert by any means. I just, um, I'm a Christian. I like to learn about the gospel and I like to learn about why we can trust the gospel. So um, I got started because um, I've, I've had some friends who've been in and out of some different religious beliefs and and kind of challenged me on some things. So that's how I got involved in apologetics to start with. And it was like, once I got in, it was very, very difficult to get out, but I'm enjoying it. And so I'm just taking it one day at a time. Oh, that's great. Um, If you had to like tell somebody what uh, apologetics is to you or what, and you even say urban apologetics. So um, obviously there's like a very academic version of apologetics and there's different cultures require are asking different questions. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what your kind of working definition and your experience of apologetics is, and then maybe even some of what um, you would consider like what makes it urban in the sense of maybe some questions that you're confronting or discussions you're having. Sure. So urban apologetics, or excuse me, not urban apologetics, apologetics by itself is just defending the faith 
Um, so you can do that by reading the scriptures, like finding out what it is that Christians actually believe and, and um, just scriptures to support those beliefs. And also taking it a step further and looking at history and how it supports the claims made in the gospel. Um, urban apologetics is, is more, I guess, specific. Um, I hate to say that it's geared towards Black people, but for the most part, it does kind of seem to be geared towards people of color um, who have different Afrocentric, excuse me, Afrocentric um, religious beliefs that that they say prove that Christianity is not true. Um, one of those things being like Hebrew Israelism, uh, Nation of Islam, Comedic Science, all these types of things um, that in recent years have become more and more popular, really, I guess, in popular culture. Um, I think in, in urban cities, they've been there for a while, but now with the internet, like everybody thinks they found this new truth and this new knowledge and you know, Christianity is all for white people. It's the white man's religion. Jesus is white and everybody's got white Jesus pictures and in their churches and at grandma's house. So it's like, that's not really true. I mean, <laughs> uh, Christianity is not about color. Uh, it, biblical history is very diverse. And I think it's important for people to see that. I think they've forgotten that because all these people on the internet keep saying all these just, just things that aren't true. So that's how I define apologetics and specifically urban apologetics. I hope that makes sense. No, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, I think, I think it's so important that we celebrate diversity and that we recognize that like white Jesus is not, <laughs> not, not true to the, uh, to the place in which the geographical location, in which Jesus is born into, he would have looked far more middle Eastern than he would have looked like me. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's really important. It's unfortunate that uh, for even the disciples and Jesus, we've 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 kind of propped them up as um, just a very Eurocentric uh, view of them and and even their entire context. So mm -hmm. that's that's really good that you're you're doing it. How's that received? I mean, I'm sure you get reception in a variety of ways. For some people, it's probably helpful for in the sense of like you you might have some breakthrough moments where you're kind of like oh this is great this has been helpful for some and others you might get some pushback how, how do you how do you experience that how's that uh as a youtuber because once you put yourself out on youtube oh man you get you get all the comments right there's no going back once you're on YouTube. <laughs> First, like people look at you like you you think you know everything. It's like, I don't think I know everything. I just read a book, you know? Um <laughs> but my Christian friends and family are like, wow, like I didn't know a lot of this information. And so I'm glad that you're getting into this because you're teaching me stuff I had no, no knowledge of. But then there are people who are, you know, deeply, deeply embedded into these um, Afrocentric anti-Christian religions. And they're just like, I, I don't care what you have to say. I don't like it. I don't want it to be true. Actually, just last week, I got into a pretty heated discussion on apologetics with my hairdresser who um she was telling me that she doesn't believe in a god she believes in the universe so I said, so what do you mean by you believe in the universe like did the universe create itself is there well you can call it god but i don't want to call it god i'm like well you know jesus is a real person jesus was not a real person but but there's evidence well they changed history it it just mm -hmm. It's very, very difficult talking to some people who have heard lies for so long and who are so hardened towards the gospels, like just getting them to just think about things logically. It's, 
it's tough. It's tough, mm-hmm. especially when they don't want to believe it. So I've gotten a little bit of everything. So I want, I want to ask you a question. So how do you deal with the, the misogyny that exists in a very male dominated space? Because, you know, we know how men are, you know how we are. <laughs> um, it's, it's harder actually dealing with people who are outside of Christianity and their misogyny because especially like with Hebrew Israelites, they're like, as soon as a woman says, I don't believe that. And it's just not scriptural. They're like, well, you just need to sit down and shut up because, because you're a woman, you can't know anything anyway. You need to be washing my dishes and washing my clothes and having my babies. That's pretty much all they think women are here for, but it's actually my brothers in Christ who are like, you know, whether they be, um, egalitarians or complementarians are still like, I think women can teach. I may not believe that they can be pastors. I may not believe that they can preach in a church setting, but I do think women are, are equally able to teach just like men are. So although I don't agree with everyone on their stances on that, I'm an egalitarian. Um, But you know, if, if someone doesn't agree that I can teach, I'm okay with that, but we can at least discuss it. But it's, it's those who are in the other religions who are like, well, you know, don't, don't you know, your Bible says that women are nothing. They don't mean anything. They're not as good as men, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, my Bible actually doesn't say that. But anyway, yeah. I got one more thing, just I want to put on, put on that because she put me down this. So one of the things you said is some people feel like women can't teach or can't speak in a pastoral setting. And that's interesting because I've, I've heard that and I've heard that I'm, I'm growing up Southern Baptist and over the years I've heard that and felt that, but then I heard a message and I, and I did some research and I said, you know, when Jesus came, rose from the dead, right? Which is the bedrock of our faith that Jesus rose that he res- was resurrected or resurrected himself mm-hmm. or however you want to de- define that. Mm-hmm. He appeared to two women first. So <laughs> he trusted the most important news in human history. If we look at, cause the resurrection is the most important news in human history. Without it, we are lost. We are, we are just, we're done. That's it. So mm-hmm. he came to two women, the most important news in human history and said, look, I have risen. Tell the disciples who's hiding behind the walls to come meet me. I'm ready. He didn't say it like that. But what I'm saying is he <laughs> came and told them that. And I think that that's important. I think that's something maybe you can share with people who say, oh, women's not. Women have been given the gospel forever, right? Like that was it. That was the gospel. I am back. He gave it to two women. So I just find it funny when people say a woman is not able to teach or she can't, you know, lead and things like that. And, and, and I understand how people feel about that, but also say, look, I'd rather say, look at what, I know what Paul said, but look at what Jesus did. And sometimes we get people who get so caught up in what Paul wrote and rather than what Jesus did. And, and, I, and I wanted to just, I, I know that's not a question, but I just wanted to say that because I wanted to share that encouragement because when I've seen your videos, you have a great spirit. And I don't want that to ever be dimmed by somebody who's like, well, a woman can't really be on that level. So I just wanted to say that I'm just yeah I mean truth comes from whoever God wants it to come from and there are women in the Bible who were leaders and teachers and you look at Priscilla and Aquila husband and wife teaching um, I think was it Apollos I can't remember his name off the top of my head I think it was Apollos but obviously um, Priscilla knew a little more at that time than he did and it was okay she was there with her husband he received it well and he was better off for it so I don't I don't understand why people are so against it um 
I do get it because of some, there are some scriptures that kind of make it seem like, okay, women have no purpose, but it's like, when you read them in context, it's not that they can't, it's just, it's gotta be done properly. It's gotta be done in order. So that's my opinion on it. Mm. No, that's good. I'm, I'm personally in the same camp. I'm fully uh, egalitarian. I think, I think when you see not just the first people to proclaim the resurrection, first people who get that information, but then also the first people who spread that information uh, are women, right? Uh, but also the first time Jesus reveals himself as the Messiah is to a Samaritan woman at a well. So that's very interesting. Like mm -hmm. he has disciples, but he hasn't necessarily explicitly revealed himself as the Messiah. They just think they're following a new rabbi. And so it's very interesting, in my opinion, that that we have uh, that we have. I don't think Jesus did that by accident. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think Jesus was like, you know what? I mean, we'll just go ahead and do this without it meaning anything. It seems to mean a lot. And I think Paul's also speaking to a very male centered context. So I think sometimes as a pastor leading through decisions, it's not always that you're saying we need to do this this way because it's the right thing to do. It can be a response to your culture. It can be a response to how, mm -hmm. how we get through this, not a timeless response, but a response to the difficulties you're dealing with during your day and during your time. And I, I think sometimes we read Paul and we read all of it as prescriptive for how we should live our lives all like, or, you know, timeless instead of prescriptive for like that particular culture. And so anyway, that, that's, 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 I think something to think about when it comes to women in ministry and, and encouraging women in ministry. But, but I have a question for you about, I think, you know, a lot of people say we live in a post-truth society. Um, I mean, people have been saying that my entire lifetime. Uh, I mean, so that's not a new thing, but I do think we're seeing some interesting fruit from that, from the standpoint of like QAnon and some of these other like conspiracy theory groups. Mm -hmm. I've just been learning a lot more about QAnon and kind of the, almost the religious, the religiousness of some mm -hmm. of these beliefs. And like, and it seems to be that Christians, a study was done that Christians are actually the most, um, compatible with QAnon, like, or like the, like the lowest hanging fruit to convince someone of QAnon is Christians. Mm -hmm. Now, part of that is because it's political and Christians have a, a certain politic that's affirmed within those groups. But part of it also is that I don't think Christians have done a good job of like discernment and like mm -hmm. working through what truth is. So how, how do you kind of start with someone there or what's your, what's your kind of like way of, of communicating with someone who, uh, as we live in a post-truth society, kind of like you even said about your hairdresser, it's like um, sometimes the easier answer in our society is to just be like, I don't know. And I can't know. So I don't, I don't believe it. Mm. Like, like, I, and, and, and I have a real uh, heart for those people because I think there is so much that everyone's, everyone's claiming their thing that they're saying and selling is true. Right. Mm. Um, so it's a hard world to navigate. How do you journey with someone through this post-truth society? Well, I definitely haven't perfected it. <laughs> um, like I said, that conversation, it didn't end very well. I, I hope at least that I planted a seed, but all I did was just start questioning her on her own claims. And it really blew up from there. I'm like, okay, if Jesus isn't real, then why are all these people saying that he wasn't real? Well, because they changed history. Okay. Well, if they changed history, then how do you know what you know? Shouldn't that still be hidden? Well, well, you're just close-minded. Just ask people what they believe. You know, people want to always discredit Christianity. Well, this isn't true. That isn't true. But then you ask them to prove their beliefs. And a lot of times they, they can't really, they can't prove it because they don't have anything to stand on. So 
if I learn anything from that conversation is to just call people out on what they claim is truth and see if it holds up. Can I, can I say something? You are bold for going, you, were you getting your hair done? I was getting my, she was, we were at the shampoo bowl. It was, it was very bold and stupid in hindsight, <laughs> oh um, but I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna ask my wife about that. I'm like, is it, is it, is, it's like, cause a hairdresser relationship, that's, I, oh man, you, you have it. I, glory to God for you to, to do that with your I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. Women never do that. Um, the only reason I even, you know, she started talking about speaking things into existence and I've heard her say things like that before. And I'm like, Lord, I know this is wrong. So I, one of these times I just got to say something. So I took my shot. I'm like, what do you mean speak it into existence? So to be fair, she brought it up. That wasn't on me. Last time, last time uh, Frank went to the barber, you could tell he, he had a conversation too. Check right. It out. <laughs> yeah, it didn't end so well for me. Right? It ended all right for you though. Your hair looks great. So, Thank so. you. <laughs> um, well, uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube page. How, how does that work? Do you release videos every week, every few weeks, or, or just as they kind of come to you? And are you responding to conversations you're having or just maybe some books you're reading, scripture you're reading? How, how, how do you curate content for your YouTube channel? What kind of content would people find if they went there? Sure. Yeah. So when I first started, I was, I was very consistent or at least more consistent. I was trying to do one video a week as I got things to talk about, um, trending topics or just anything I read in a book, but uh, my work schedule has been very, very crazy over the last few months. So I took a little break. Um, but now I'm reading, evidence that demands a verdict by Josh and Sean McDowell. So I'm like, Ooh, I've got a lot of good things I can get from that one. And I'm also working on a new project about um, fraternities and sororities. So y'all stay tuned for that one. It's, it's lit. I've been working on this for months and I think I'm coming to an end, like I'm almost done with it. So I think once I get that project done, then I can be able to um, put things out more, more often, but on my channel, there's there's a lot of different things. My first few videos were about Hebrew Israelites. Um, I've done things about atheism. Um, I even did a video about Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's song WAP because I, hopefully y'all <laughs> haven't seen that music video or heard the song, but trust me, if you have, it, it is someone someone needed to say something from a biblical perspective and from a woman's pers perspective because it was disgusting um so i use that to talk about um you know pornography and how damaging it is and its connection to um sex trafficking and things like that so I, i've got a i've got a lot of different things on my channel hopefully hopefully people find it interesting and informative at the same time <laughs> That's good. Let me ask you a question. So I know, I know having a YouTube channel, there's a bunch of comments under there. And I know sometimes it can be difficult to moderate those comments, but let's talk about the positive. Have you gotten any comments from somebody that says, you know what, I was on this other side of something now because of watching your channel, following you and I've, you know, doing my own research and praying, I have now come to a revelation of what you're, you know, you're saying is true. Have you gotten any kind of testimonials like that for positive, um, feedback actually yes they are few and far between because most people are just so like i don't care what you said i don't care what kind of arguments you laid out and how much sense it makes i don't like it so i don't believe it 
okay but there have been a couple of comments where i was like thank you lord like this some this is actually helping someone um i'm not sure if y'all saw a video i did about a social media pastor twerking online with his wife but <laughs> that to date is my most viewed video i think it's got like thirty-eight thousand views which i was shocked i was like I, I can't believe this even happened but um i had someone under the comments say well you know you shouldn't judge you know if he's he's wanting to dance with his wife that way then that's none of your business and christians aren't supposed to judge i said okay ma'am let's think about this from a biblical perspective like christians are supposed to be holy and righteous i'm not saying we're perfect or that pastors have to be perfect but there is a standard like would you agree with that and she's like no i never really thought about it that way but i i guess you are right that's that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying so yeah i think some people um uh, maybe even from afar look at it and say well I, I didn't see it from that perspective but Unfortunately, no, I, I get a lot of hate. Now, I do get a lot of support too, don't get me wrong, but usually the support comes from people who already agree with me. Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed that. That's the conclusion of part one of our interview with Ms. Ty. Uh, tune in the next episode so you can see how it uh, concludes for part two. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and iTunes, Stitcher, and also, don't forget to visit defundthechurch.com where you can find news and information on how to support this movement and rebuild the kingdom. Mm-hmm.